as I was saying, mm-hmm. my well, we're talking about how this weekend was traffic bad for you coming home today. Um, at what point do you mean? I mean, I don't know. Like, like it was like getting traffic... into Salem worse than normal for you on a Friday. Uh, it seemed like it was sort of backed up, but I typically, whenever it backs up on that road, I go pop in the exit before. No, 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 no. no. I um go in the mall. No. I just I make a left somewhere and just drive down a parallel street. Make a left somewhere. I not to get into too much into Tell I everyone commute. exactly where you live. Uh my commute, but basically there's a certain intersection where traffic may back up on the main street for a while. So I take a left and then basically I, I go by Billy Bob's. Bill and Bob's. Is that what it's called? It's called Bill and Bob's, I but like, I like Billy Bob's I like better. Billy Bob. uh, <laughs> uh, I just go over there and then drive. Was today though, because it's the weekend leading into Halloween, any any different? Any Didn't more see, ridiculous? I mean, yesterday I saw children trick or treating in downtown Peabody. If that counts. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't. I mean, did that did that slow up your commute? Nah, really. This weekend's gonna be a shit show. Downtown is going to be a shit show. So if there's any things you need to accomplish downtown, Mike, mm-hmm. I would do them early mm-hmm. or just not do them at all. It's going to be bad. And when I was when I was talking to some of my uh, local business owners today, you know, okay, we're getting there. You know, we're like less than we're like six days to November, and I know next weekend's going to be a little bit different just because it's. Halloween's a Thursday, so next weekend's going to be like a Halloween weekend as well. But I'm just waiting in line for my coffee. I'm like, it's, it's almost November. It's almost November. And their response was no for a lot of factors that they can gauge things. Like, I'm assuming like hotel, booking, like all the stuff they can gauge. It seems as though... We're going to be in Halloween Town for a few more weeks. Oh. It sounds like November is now turning also into what September has turned into, and it's getting, getting a little bit later. Okay. So there might be like a week before Thanksgiving is when we're back to back to normal town. Okay. But that yeah. wasn't a good thing to hear. Like, I go downtown every day to get a coffee in the morning, and every day... I don't want to go downtown. Is it like that on weekdays? Weekdays, it depends. I mean, it depends where you're going and what you're doing. Especially like this past week, weekdays have been kind of, you know, people are taking time off to just go be in the Halloween spirit. Right. Um, it, it's just, it's it's been a long week. This week has, has taken a toll on me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I wasn't too happy to hear that because I'm, I'm a big... I'm a big, I like this time of year, and I like what it does to the city, but I also want to kind of not have to wait 30 minutes to get a coffee. You know, my my morning coffee of, like, let me run downtown, grab my coffee, or I go about my day, mm. turns into, like, a, all right, let me go downtown. Oh, crap, I got to find parking. Oh, man, there's a line out the door. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, 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 no. Just, I want to get in and get out, you know, do my thing. Maybe, maybe stroll, play some Pokemon Go for a little bit, you know? Spin some Poke Stops, get a couple of Pokemon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is... A Pokemon event, a Halloween event going on Pokemon Go right now, and one of the limited Pokemon is a Pikachu wearing um, a Mimikyu costume. Mimikyu's like the ghost-looking Pikachu. No, I know what it is. Yeah, but I haven't found one yet. 
I'm trying to picture how a character, a Pokemon dressed up as Pikachu now has Pikachu dressing up as it. So Pikachu's wearing a costume of it's another so Pokemon meta. It's so meta, Mike. dressing up as Pikachu. Too many layers. That, that's, that's where we're at right now. So I have to, before we get things going, I have to mention again, I think I texted it to the group earlier, but I had the opportunity to be on the news today. Mm-hmm. And I, passed, I was wearing a pass controller shirt. Yep. I, so basically I was sitting downtown, I was sitting outside the coffee shop, I was getting, getting my delicious you know, second coffee of the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there at a table outside and some lady walks up and I'm on my phone doing some, handling some business. I'm doing some things. I'm not paying attention to the world around me. I'm, I'm doing my thing. The tables around me are also full. I mean, it's Halloween. It's a fucking busy town. And this lady just stands in front, like right in front of me. And she's just like, is anyone here local? Anyone here from Salem? And the people behind me were jerks. And they're just like, now like they're just like really like mean like response to her the other people just so didn't the person saying re- was squidward <laughs> kind of i guess i actually didn't look behind me to see who or what they were mm-hmm. uh the person to the other side of me at the other table just didn't even respond and then i just like i raised my hand like this but i don't think she saw me raise my hand so then i was like oh i, I live here and then i like looked i but i didn't actually look up i just said oh no i live here mm-hmm. but she didn't, she didn't say anything so then i looked up and she's holding a microphone and she's like, do you have any interest on being on the news today and discuss uh, the new parking changes in Salem? And I just looked at her like, I don't I don't know what any of the parking changes are. And she explained like it's something about they, they want to change like the, I don't know, like the snow van parking. Something about the snow van parking in Salem. I don't know. Well, th- that's the change that they're proposing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she started to explain it to me. And I was like, I'd love to be on the news, but I have a driveway. So this doesn't affect me. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you're our lucky one. I'm like, yep. And then she was like, oh, I guess I'll just go look for more locals. It's really hard to find locals right now because it's Halloween. I'm like, yeah, I know. I mean, you might want to go in the coffee shop because a lot of locals go to this coffee shop. So you might have some luck in there. And then as soon as she walked away, I was like, should I have lied and just been like gave an opinion just so I could have been on the news and passed the controller shirt? Did I fuck up? I don't know. Some, somebody will look at it and be like, that motherfucker has a driveway. What the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You could have spoke up for your your local friends who have. I know, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't. I don't have an opinion on it because it doesn't matter. It's like, it's something about. They must open up school parking lots during snow bands for people to park there. Hmm. And they wanna, I guess, not allow that to happen oh. for whatever reason. I don't know what the reasoning would be, because I'm assuming if there's a snow band, school's probably fucking canceled anyway. Yeah. So my guess is maybe. People aren't moving their cars at a decent time, or like maybe they're leaving trash or something. I don't know. I don't know why they would why that would be a thing they would have to change. Hmm. Or maybe people are like again. I I don't know why people would do this, but like I don't know why people would go like to a school that's not near their house to park their car because then you'd have to just travel even like further in the snow. Yeah. That's why. I, like I don't know why they would want. Again, this is, we're not a politics show, but. I but feel like I, been on I, the news. I know. Just I talking about, like just talking through, like uh, you know, it doesn't affect me, but like I'm curious why they would do this. And you could have looked learned and <sighs> local in your. I was literally shirt. wearing. I'm wearing <laughs> wearing the local nerd shirt, so it would have been like yeah. extra local. You know what I mean? Imagine, th- imagine having that screen cap of like the person holding the thing up to you, and you're like. You get your jump things on, like, hey, <laughs> the thing, I got a driveway. Like, the, whatever they call that, like, scrolling. The Chiron. 
Chiron? Is like, that what it's called? The thing at the bottom. Like, yeah. It says like it says like it just says local nerd. <laughs> it says lo- local nerd weighs in on parking ban. Yeah. Fuck Mike. I fucked up. You sure did. Damn it. It could have been a game changer. We could have had a, either just a lot. Just you like scratching your head like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually don't own a car. Yeah, I don't own a car. I've been using those scooters. <laughs> oh. Now, if they wanted to do a segment on scooters, call my boy Mike up real quick. Hold on, can I phone a friend? Can I get can I get Mike in here for a second? Can I phone a friend? He'll weigh in. Mike, friend of local nerd. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Talking about scooters over there? That's all I got. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I don't know. Anyways, I, I, I'm an honest person. I don't want to. I'm not gonna go up there and just lie to get some screen time. Yeah, but it would have been fucking cool. You didn't have to lie. It could have just been like just weighed in, like, hey, you know, explain to me. Interesting. Let me mull this over, and I will come up with a halfway informed opinion. You know what? Maybe I'll just wear the same outfit tomorrow. No. Moments, and I'll, now and she'll I'll, look and at I'll, you and be like, "You're I'll, a smelly boy." And I'll lurk around. Look at this fucking smelly local nerd. So she 100%. I, I'm gonna. I mean, not 100%, but I'm going to guess that she didn't actually see my shirt because I was sitting down mm-hmm. and not facing her front on. Yeah. So I assume she didn't see my shirt. But then I saw her walking around looking for people to talk to. So I like, I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking walk around the block and try to come at her front forward. So that way if she sees my shirt, she might be like, I just want to talk to you because you're wearing that fucking shirt. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Because interviewing locals and all that. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't find her. When I went around the corner, I was like, all right, she's gone. I lost her. I mean, that actually would have been the perfect time for her to be like, hey, is anyone, for, does someone, everyone here, is anyone here local? And then you look up with your shirt glistening, local nerd, and then she looks at you and she's like, oh, and you're like. Could have been, could have been it. And she's like, what do you feel about the parking ban? I have a driveway. I'll keep moving and moving. Mm-hmm. Man with driveway. Angered by question. <laughs> Local nerd has driveway. More at six. At WBZ, what what news is that? Channel four. Channel four. Yeah. I don't watch. I don't really watch a lot of news. I get it from the internet's. Oh, interesting. I get all my news from. Uh, I don't know. Where's a place you shouldn't get news from? Pornhub. I get all my news from Pornhub. You're here first. Listen, I keep it real. I keep it real. I don't like to lie. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Past Control Podcast. Each and every week, a few best friends sit down and chat about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Sometimes we have guests. This is not one of those times. I didn't say delicious, you little bitch, Mike. Mm, I wasn't actually listening to you, so it doesn't matter. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom. And joining me this evening is... The anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Desir. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I got nothing. Nothing? No. How was your day? I mean, I, I saw that you had a very Halloween-filled day at work. Yeah. How was that? Yeah, it was all right. Was your, was your cubicle the, the Pennywise shit? Mm-hmm. Are you, did, was it your idea? I would hope not. Yes and no. Go on. Someone showed me a picture they saw on Instagram of another IT department doing something regarding it for their okay. thing. And then I showed it to my coworkers just as a laugh. I was like, hey, guys, someone showed this to me. I thought it was funny. Here you go. And then they all like, we should do that. Hmm. 
I mean, it didn't look bad. It, no, it came out. It came out okay, considering we did pretty much all of it in the last two days. Did you buy any elaborate costume? Because I know that there was that one year you bought a T Rex outfit. Mm-hmm. Did you have to buy any elaborate costume I, for this? I didn't buy any costumes uh, this time. Uh, you just I, had a yellow rain jacket sitting around. No, my manager bought costumes. Oh. Yeah. Who did you dress up as? Um. Initially, my plan was not to dress up at all, just because. There's only like two costumes from that movie, I think. It's just the so rain jacket and or Pennywise, right? Pennywise. So I was like, all right. He bought both costumes, and they brought him in. I was like, ah, I don't know. Uh, one of my other coworkers is like shorter than me. I was like, you you should be Georgie there and put on the raincoat. Uh, he was wearing it for a bit in the morning. Took off to go pick up his kid, and when he came back, he said, "I have to be Greece," meaning I assume Danny Zuko from Greece. <laughs> Put on sunglasses and just disappeared. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll put on the raincoat. And I just kind of, I, I sort of wore it. Was there another thing there that was grease? No, I think he was, I actually, I was going to say maybe he's just doing it to to walk around with his kid. And oh, mother. Yeah, I guess that makes but sense. But the kid was dressed up as the genie from Aladdin, so <laughs> I don't maybe, know. Maybe the wife was uh, someone from. She wasn't from... dressed up as anything. You know what? Maybe he just really wanted to be fucking... Danny Zuko. He wanted to wear his sunglasses. Is Danny Zuko the Fonz? Wait, he's not in that movie. Never mind. Is Danny Zuko John Schulte? Yes. Okay. Why did I say the Fonz? I don't know. Leather jackets, I guess? Yes. <laughs> I, I I don't know why my brain went there. Mm. That actor is not even in that movie. No. Weird. I blame um, it on you. No, that's fine. So, I mean... Who who had the best cubicle? Was it yours? Nah, um, it was probably the other IT department. They uh they what went, did, they did, did all out. They went all out with the uh, Toy Story thing. Was it specifically themed to Toy Story Four, or was it just like Toy Story in general? It was just Toy Story in general. Like they had Andy's room. They had um, I didn't actually go in when it was active. They might have made another shooting gallery for Pizza Planet. And they had like a big, fake RC car and a big fake uh, Buzz Lightyear. You know, like the, the spaceship that he comes in. Like that was his case. They okay, had, like, yeah. A giant one out of cardboard. That's fucking elaborate. Yeah. You gotta step shit up, Mike. What the fuck? Well, again, really last minute, and we were shorthanded. And what what was your theme last year? Was Fortnite your thing last year? Yes. That was kind of dope. Fortnite was our thing last year. Kind of hot. The year before that, we did. Ghostbusters, I think. I think I remember that too. The year before that, we did Jurassic Park. The year before that might have been Tron. I'm convinced people that have office jobs don't actually work and they just do things. Yeah, maybe. Like, I went to Jen's work one time during Hackathon. Does your job do something like that? Her, her uh, company is a. Way different was, line of work. Yeah, so, well, they but, were founded by a hacker, too. I don't know if that yes, has anything to do with it. But, yes, hack. I'm, like, aware of Hackathon, but, like, it's not something that we would do. So I went there one time, and it just happened to be going on, and there were, like, people fashioning helmets out of watermelons. I'm like, is there a point to this? Yeah, we're making watermelon hats. I'm like, is that a thing? Yeah, it's a life hack. For what? what at what point do you need to fashion a helmet? Like... Isn't isn't usually a life hack like here's a cool thing like you didn't know you could do that's like oh it's gonna make this thing easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point I believe that was the case. Okay, all right. 
I don't know. It's just weird. There's like there was like food everywhere and people drinking. And I'm like, this is work. It's the middle of the day. It's like a Wednesday. I don't know. Okay, sure. I'm gonna go back to work now because I have to work. Work. Yeah. Anyways. Good to tell you. Office jobs. Have you been playing anything this week? Uh, every once in a while, I'll get a text saying, "Hey, you want to play Fortnite?" So we're back to fucking 2016. Wait, who are you playing Fortnite with? Not Fortnite, Overwatch. Oh, I was gonna say. Oddly enough, so Todd texted me last night, and Todd goes, "I got, I, I hopped, I hopped into Fort One earlier and got a quick like I'm messing people up." And I looked at my phone, and I'm like, "He's not playing Fortnite." I don't know what Fort One autocorrected from, and I sat there for a while trying to figure it out, and then I just wrote back Fortnite question mark. He's like, "LOL, yeah." I'm like, "What? Why are you playing Fortnite?" That's why when you said that, I yeah. was like, "Oh, you're playing Mike with Mike." But no, I think he was just fucking playing by himself. Uh, you've been playing Overwatch though most on the Switch, correct? Um, there was one day where I did a bunch of matches on Xbox just to get loot boxes there because I figure most of my skins are already on that. I don't feel like having them kind of back and forth yeah yeah i mean as far as i'm concerned on the switch i don't care what skins i have i care about my main account which is my xbox one but i mean even at this point i mean i kind of there's actually some cool skins during this halloween event like Mm -hmm. the but they're kind of for characters i don't really use yeah like the anna skin is nasty the mummy oh yeah i forgot about that but i like i don't know i I haven't really played much of this uh, i do need to get one more win this week just so i can get um the Baptiste one? Yeah, the Baptiste skin. I think I have all the wins on Switch, but I don't... I have, like, maybe two wins on Xbox. I just haven't been playing it. Um, how? But how have you been feeling about it on the Switch so far, since you've been playing a lot on there? Uh, it's all right. I mean, it's finally portable, which is, I guess, what we wanted. Do you, But do you play it in handheld? I do. I do... Only because it does look like trash on my TV if I have it docked. I mean, I feel like then, it looks the same regardless. And then going from the Switch version, even in handhelds, to playing the Xbox version, like there was that one night where we did it. And yeah. Like, it, there was like a if startling you, difference. If you go like directly from Switch to Xbox, like in tandem, like it's. It actually like hurt my eyes for a little bit to play the Xbox One. I was like, "Whoa, this is like too bright." Even though it lo- like it looks better, but I was yeah. just like, "This is bright and moving real fast." Yeah. Um, are you using different characters on the Switch, or is it all like the same? Sheet? I'm been using the same characters. Yeah, I, I might try I and branch for the most out. part too. I might try and branch out just to see what I can do with fucking the gyros. Have you been still playing with gyros? Yeah. How how have that how has that been going for you? I don't think this, I don't know if I'm doing any better. I also can't say for certain I'm not doing worse. You should be able to, I believe, at least, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you can... Uh, I can set the sensitivity to it and this and that. Well, not only that, I think you can also set it specifically for each character. So, like, if there's a character that sucks to use gyros, I think you can have it, like, preset to not be gyros or yeah. to have the sensitivity higher or lower or shit like that. I think all those sets are, are there. Yeah. Um, that's not good. Hopefully that doesn't stop this during the show. That would be bad. Um, but other than that, playing anything else? No. Anything else on your on your list for the weekend here coming up? No. I mean, so I have a list for games to play over the weekend. I I do. Oh. No. You gotta you gotta you gotta open up your your wings, Mike. You gotta spread those wings and fly. You got Game Pass. 
You gonna download the Outer Worlds? Uh, I we were talking about that game last week, right? We had brought it up. Okay, then I don't know what the game is, and I don't know if I'm gonna get it. So, it's on Game Pass. It's a it's an open world RPG, but I think it's a lot more linear than like a Fallout or Skyrim. Like it's a lot more close closed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you've messed around with Fallout before. No, I bought Fallout it. Four. I bought it. I never got. I installed it. I think I never. You never actually, played it. I never played it. Mike, I want. We're gonna set up a day, like one day a week, where we're gonna get together and we're gonna play some games together. I feel like this one day a week where I come here and do this is more than enough time with you. So then we'll fucking we'll link it together. We'll do this, and then after we'll get cookies and we'll come back. We'll get into some sweatpants, some cozy clothes. Maybe we'll make some hot chocolate. We'll have a good time. We'll have a good time. We'll stream it. You can play, and I'll sit here and be like, hey, I'm funny. Look at me making jokes and talking to the chat. And you'll be like, I fucking hate video games and throw the controller at the wall. And then we'll go home. Seems like a lot of extra steps to get to the point I already get to, which is I'm going to go home. This is all an elaborate way for me to get you to play Beat Saber at my house so that we can stream it. Have you downloaded the pack of the... Is it Pank of the Disco or Fall Out Boy? Pank of the Disco. Have you downloaded the pack? Yeah. Are there bangers in it? I haven't looked at what the songs are. Um, There's only like five songs on it. Is it only the new stuff or is it like a suite it's, of um, music? I feel like they're mostly new stuff. It's Emperor's New Clothes, um, Victorious, uh, that song from Greatest Showman, and... It's like one or two other songs. But like nothing... Not like fucking something from that first album or anything. Damn. I still need to get it just because I want some more songs to play on Beat Saber. Yeah. Um, for me, um, this week this week I have been... I finished up Link's Awakening, which I was... I've been at the end of it for a while. I've just kind of been popping in and out. Um, but I finished up Link's Awakening on the Switch, and I have been a fan of that game forever because it, it i mean it's came out like 1993 it's been around for a long time uh it was a game boy game boy game then a game boy color and then i probably got released on like the 3ds virtual shop at some point e-shop at some point but i've played it many many times as a child on my game boy and game boy color uh it's a game that i am like all about and i mean i love zelda anyway and i will say that if you like especially are hankering for like an old school type of zelda like a you know top down you know cool dungeons this is one of the best and kind of one of the not the hardest but like some of the puzzles and some of the dungeons and stuff it there there's a system in the game so there's like a hut you can go to with a guy with a phone or actually just it's a hut with a phone in it you can go in there and pick up the phone and call like this old man i've I may have used it as a kid, but I didn't use it at all in this playthrough, so I don't know what happens. But I believe it's uh, it will if you're stuck, like kind of point you in the right direction of what to do next. Um, but some of the dungeons are not that easy, and there's a whole like trading quest line. So you get an item at the beginning of the game, and there's this whole like trading up sequence that you can like meet people throughout the adventure, and it's like oh. I'm looking for this. And it's like, oh, shit, here you go, I have it. And, like, you have to, like, do that on the side because you can't actually beat the game unless you do that. But the game doesn't, like, tell you to do that. Hmm. 
Um, so it's like it's not an easy game. Like if there's, it's definitely like a little bit more of a traditional Zelda style game and a little bit more hard. Uh, I I would definitely like recommend it if you're into that style of of Zelda. But I mean, I the art style is off putting to some people from what I understand. But I like it a lot. I don't know how you feel about the like the claymation look of it. Like that's how the game looks. Yeah. The way the amiibo looks. Um, but I really. I'm a big fan of it. I finished it last night. I'm happy to be done with it. I didn't 100% it. I'm missing a few heart containers and um, some of the seashells. But other than that, I think, yeah, so that means I'm missing uh, one bottle as well because I think if you get all the seashells, you get a bottle. It, it was a weird thing for me to play through again because I've played it and beat it many times throughout my life. But the last time that I played it was so long ago that... I remember some stuff, but didn't remember everything. So it was like a weird thing of like me trying to remember what to do next or trying to remember how to do certain things. And then me just being like, all right, I'm just going to fuck around until I figure it out because I don't remember what the next, you know, quest line is or, or where to get this key to this dungeon or whatever. Um, but it was a fun game. I've also been, now that I've freed up some other time, I was working on something else, uh, playing another game that, that, uh, we'll talk about in a second. But, I've been tied up with that, so I haven't been able to play much else. But I've been slowly working through Freedom Finger, which I'm enjoying a lot. And I started, which is probably a bad idea, just because of what games are coming out soon that I am anticipating playing. I've been sitting on Dragon Quest XI-S, the Switch version, since it came out. I bought it when it came out. And I've just been like, I don't want to start it yet, because if I start it, I'm going to stop playing it because I have to play these things I know coming up it's going to get lost in the shuffle but when I finished Zelda last night I was like alright I could start working on some of this other stuff I need to get done or I could just you know pop this in and just kind of see what's going on here because it's a game that I've been like uh, basically Dragon Quest Eleven and Nino Kuni both came out I think last month on the Switch and they've just been sitting in my fucking thing waiting because I'm like I, I can't play them yet and I started playing Dragon Quest XI last night, and fuck, it's good. Hmm. But the Outer Worlds came out today, and next week is fucking Luigi's Mansion, and it's like, oh no, what am I doing to myself? I'm not going to be able to play this. And I still need to finish Fire Emblem Three Houses. I just, it's just... It's the crunch time, Mike. It's crunch time. There's too many games to play. Um, So I'm, I'm excited to dig more into that. I'm hoping I can stay in with it and kind of just play it in the background as I do the other stuff I need to get done and just play it for a long time. But... The music is really fucking good. I don't know if it's fully orchestrated or not, but at least in the beginning so far, it's like pretty good. And it surprisingly looks like phenomenal on the Switch. Like it looks really good. And I don't know if that's a part. Like I don't know if there was some more development time where, well, there was definitely some more development time stuck into it because Dragon Quest Eleven came out on PS4 last year or maybe like a year and a half ago. Um, so they. And Nintendo's publishing it, so they might have like sunk some more time and money into making sure it looked and ran great on the Switch. But it looks real fucking good. I'm feeling it. Really feeling it? Really feeling it. Dragon Quest Eleven or Dragon Quest in general, just not a thing that's ever caught your interest? Brandon, I'm, I'm still like half attempting to play Persona 5. Like JRPGs just aren't a thing I can really put time into mentally. 
but there's so many good ones. I believe it. And well, it there's a lot of good things, but I can't I can't do them all. And there's like uh, I don't know. It's like it's got that fucking Akira Toriyama art style. Mm-hmm. You love Dragon Ball. Yeah. You get to play. You basically get to play a game as Trunks. Okay, friend. I I also meant to get One Piece World Seeker. Where did that get me? Nowhere, because I also didn't buy it. Yeah, but that's not a JRPG, is it? It's not. So what what makes you not want to get that one? Nothing. It's just I never got around to doing it. Instead, you bought Jump Force. Did you buy Jump Force? It was on Game Pass, so I just uh, downloaded it. Did you? Well, we talked about that already. We talked about that. So the game that I have been playing that has been kind of tying me up is Little Town Hero. And I'm still in the process of finishing up my review because it's a review... This particular review is just a little... Not difficult for me, but I didn't enjoy the game that much. So I'm trying to figure out how to properly word the things I want to say about it without just being overtly harsh for no reason. Uh, Because there are some good things that are there. And I think the unfortunate thing with this game is that I honestly feel like it might be a good game to some people if they simply... I think this is the, 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 the deciding thing, is that it has a very unique and interesting fight system, like battle mechanics. I hated it. So... For that reason alone, it was very hard for me to enjoy a lot of this game. Mm-hmm. If you liked the fight system, though, I could see you really liking this game because the game is mostly just fighting. But the battles are long. And again, like if it's mostly the fights and the fights are long and you don't like the fighting system, I don't think there's much here for you. The character design is cool. I like that a lot. The 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 music is not bad. Like it's Toby Fox music, so Undertale music, mm. or the the creator of Undertale composed the music for this game. There's not a lot of music though, and like again, you're in a battle, and I'm not joking for like 30 minutes to maybe 45 minutes. Mm. So like that music, and a thing I already don't want to be doing weighs on you. Um, so, I, again, I think if you like the battle system, it, there could be something here for you. Because it's getting some decent reviews, and then it's getting some people who aren't a big fan of it. But, basically, it it mixes, like, a Mario Party element of, like, a board game. But not really a board game. You In between each round of, like, attacking your with your opponent... Mm-hmm there's like a wherever you're fighting the map then opens up above you and it's like okay roll this dice it's like a one through four it's not a dice it's just like a scrolling number thing stop this number and whatever you get you can move that many spaces on these branching paths and it wraps like a like a board game and again concept cool execution i didn't like it the pacing of the fights was so long. Like it just the pacing felt off. There was some added random elements where like in a normal turn-based RPG, which this is clearly not a normal turn-based RPG, there's most of the gameplay choices and most of the strategy come from okay, like 
if there's like a weakness and resistance like a mechanic where it's like oh you know like po- like pokemon this is made by game freak so you know fire is weak against water and vice versa and stuff like that if there's that thing like to keep that in mind and you know maybe you're looking at your mana points or whatever whatever ga- whatever the game gauges is like your attack power that you can use on moves and stuff all those things are like the typical tropes of jrpgs and how you kind of strategize fights and stuff like that this has pretty much every part of the fights is its own system that i've never seen in another jrpg some of them are cool and interesting but like there's additional random elements that get thrown in that can take any of your strategy and kind of just negate it part of it is because of the board game thing mm-hmm. where it's like you know you might certain spaces on this board game map have things that can benefit you but if you can't land on them then like you it's like all right well now i gotta go around the whole board again and hope that i can like survive to get to that spot again and actually land on it It, it's just there's a lot of like i think ultimately bad pacing if the fights were a little bit quicker and maybe some of the randomness was taken out it might have stuck more with me and i think there's something cool here i got if they ever made a sequel to it or made another game or a new game with this like an evolved version of this fighting system Mm -hmm. i might be tempted to check it out but unfortunately for me i just i couldn't i couldn't get into it just not something i could really get down with that's too bad i mean does that i mean i know you don't typically like jrpgs does that whole rigmarole sound anything no interesting to you no it sounds tedious tedious is a is a is a good word to describe it and the fights aren't snappy they're just like every time in between turns is like a whole animation of like the enemy doing the same animation that they did 20 turns in a row and i'm not even joking like some of these fights took me like 20 plus turns and were 30 to 45 minutes long and especially if you're in the in these battles it's almost like you can see it you get to a point in the battle where it's like cool i can't win now like i know i can't i can't win this battle and i've been playing it for 30 minutes do i just restart the battle or do i try to see if i can actually turn around and anytime that i try to just turn around never fucking turn around and i waste like another 15 minutes it was just it's not not the best game design and coming from the people who make pokemon you'd think they would like nail a fucking turn-based rpg trying too hard not to play the like pokemon i i like the fact that they made creative choices and did something different some people will find something really cool here i unfortunately did not switching gears a little bit we got that final star wars trailer on monday mike Mm -hmm. this past monday what are your thoughts how you feeling about this um, you know, Star Wars, lightsabers. Um, I'll see it. Well, I'll, yeah, you're gonna see it for mm-hmm. multiple reasons. One, we already bought tickets. That's true, I did. You also like spent extra money on collectible things. Well, to be fair, and this is what happened to me with 
Endgame 2 is that when I was purchasing them, like when it shows up when I'm going through like the app to buy the tickets, and it's like, hey, do you want to buy this poster? Whenever I click on it, it's not made immediately clear that I've actually added the thing to my cart. And then once I'm at the end of like the checkout process, even though I can see now that I've added two posters, mm. if I wanted to remove them, I wasn't it wasn't like I could click on a thing and be like, remove just this. Yeah. I was afraid I had to cancel the entire transaction and potentially lose uh. my seats. In this case, I was okay with it because, like, all right, Brennan's probably going to want one of these posters. I can yeah. give it to him. Yeah. No, but it was not my... you money for it. It was not my intent to actually purchase... Like, even when I was looking, I'm like, it's a cool poster. I don't know if I should get it. But it wasn't my intent to get two of them. But it's the thing I sent you, right? It's not actually a poster. It's, like, the ticket. It's, like, a commemorative ticket. I, don't, I thought it was a poster. No, did I not? Did I send it to Dom by accident? No, you? I think you sent it to me, but I could have sworn I looked at it and it was like a. So I I went on to like a Star Wars tweeted it out that was like it's yeah. a commemorative ticket. It's like a framed ticket. Oh, which is it's kind of cool. That's cool. Um, like when when I saw that's what it was, mm. that's why I was like text Ray. I was like, yes, I want that, like hundred percent. Um, cause there, if you go to whatever that Star Wars link was, mm-hmm. like all movie theaters are doing something different. Um, and like giving out cool shit. Okay. That's one of the cooler ones, thankfully. Um, which you can only get if you did through the ticket service you used. Yeah. Um, like Dom's showing is getting a pin that's not at any of the other showings. Mm-hmm. And then if we went to the fan event at AMC, that was also something different. It might've been a pin too, actually. Or maybe maybe the AMC fan event was a pin. Whatever the AMC fan event thing is, and whatever the fan event is Dom's going to, mm-hmm. are not the same thing. Okay. So he's either getting a pin or not getting a pin. But there's like things at all of them. I think when we went to Avengers Infinity Infinity War, we got a coin. One of them, yeah. Infinity War got a coin. I didn't go to the fan event for Endgame, so I don't know if you guys got anything. So I think I did, but I didn't know where to get whatever i was supposed to get i think i got the coin last time with you guys because you told me after that like oh you have to go there and get, to get a coin. coin yeah when i showed up for this i was like i don't even know i feel like i'm supposed to get something but i don't know i'm supposed to go get it did you what for endgame did we see it together no. first night no you went with dom no we all we all got tickets like to separate things to separate sold things, out right away. it's to separate things at like Half hour interval. So Dom saw it a half hour before me, and I saw it like a half hour before you. Yeah, I think Dom went to the what he's doing for Star Wars, like the f- hour early fan event or whatever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So the the trailer do anything for you? Did it spark any debate in your brain? Did it did it make you think about possibilities for the movie at all? I'm just trying to make heads or tails out of C3PO. Like, well, I'm looking at all my friends. I'm like C3PO. You barely know any of these guys. So I'm not gonna lie. One of the more notable things from the trailer for me is also that, which is why it's the background of the episode right now. Um, it, my guess is one of two things. One is like 3PO was like like dead or deactivated or something, and they were turning him back on to see if they could get him to come back on. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be him saying like a final farewell. Of like I'm, uh, oh dear, or he must be like maybe gonna like sacrifice himself to like blow something up or something mm-hmm. with like his circuitry or something would be the only other thing I would. With his circuitry, look at me! I'm the most unique being in the galaxy. I'm an android. 
I know over 17 billion languages, and this is how you say blow up in all of them. Yeah. And that computing power is what, um, you know, wins mm-hmm. the wins the war, wins the old galaxy wars. I, <laughs> I, I saw someone tweet something that was like, that was like, <laughs> the movie the movie wraps and C3PO you know sacrifices himself for the cause and it just the movie ends with with 3PO's head like laying there and his eyes slowly starting to dim and it just goes finally star peace uh-huh. I mean I like it and then directed by J.J. Abrams <laughs> would you be down with that? um I think I would definitely walk out of the theater scratching my head <laughs> You're walking out of the theater, the people in line. I can't believe 3PO was his father. Poor, poor 3PO and R2D2 for being fucking the oldest characters zooming around the series right now. Uh, Chewie. Chewie, Chewie might be older. Um, I forget how old Chewie is, but you have to remember that C3PO is. 10 years younger than Anakin Skywalker. Oh, you and then might be correct. R2-D2 was... But I thought... I think in Chewie, Solo they say how old Chewie, Chewie is, and is like crazy old. old. Chewie is pretty old. He's definitely older than the other two. Because um, I think he... I think by Solo... Do you count Force Ghosts? Because Yoda... I don't count Force Ghosts. Okay. I don't. They're right. ghosts. They're dead. They don't count anymore. Mm. In fucking Ghostland they count. Okay, well, um, are the droids in growth in uh, Ghostland? No, they're, they're in not? real land. They're in real land. All right, we're doing things by real land standards. All right, fair enough. I didn't know what you were gauging it. Oh yeah, well yeah, for for counting ghosts, and I guess the ghost of the guy who was nine hundred when he died, and then is still a ghost. He's older. Oh. Well, he has unfinished business, Mike. What business? All he did was fucking laugh at Ray and be like, <laughs> "Oh, the books are fucking books are not." Wait, does he meet Ray? I don't remember if he actually talked to her. I don't think he does. But he's, he shows I think, up. I think he shows up and talks to Luke. Luke. I was going to say Mark. <laughs> like, he shows up and talks to Mark. He shows up to Mark Hamill himself. And he's like, come on, Frank. Stop playing with the puppet. Mm, puppet I'm not. Mm. Free on fire. Mm. Training. No, more training you need. Mm. Mm. Is Yoda your best impression? I've been working on it. It's pretty good. I've been workshopping it. I've been workshopping it. Still trying to work on my Chewie. Um, no, well, it's. I guess you're halfway there. Yeah, I'm getting there. Right, never mind. I can't do it. I look like an idiot. <clears throat> what What else about the trailer? Anything for you? Any other big things? Uh, the lightsaber fight looked like it was gonna be kind of cool. The one on the water thing. Yeah. I want to know what what is happening in the scene where it looks like. I'm assuming they're like, it's like a, is, is the thing when, when they're fighting inside a ship somewhere, is that supposed to be Darth Vader's like thing? Uh, I feel like these were things like that were pointed out to me after the fact that I'm just not observant enough to pick up on was like, I think Palpatine's throne room shows up in there somewhere. And I think some old Imperial star, uh, star destroyers pop up in there. So, yes, those pop up. Um, Dom mentioned something about a ship from Rebels showing up, but mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't watch Rebels. I don't watch Rebels. But it it is there because I've seen other people make comments about it. Yeah. So, 
again, I don't watch Rebels, so I don't know, like, the characters or anything, but Dom seems to think that it's likely that these set of characters might show up from Rebels, and that's mm. why that ship's there. Obviously, it could also just be an Easter egg or just, like, a here's a little whatever, yeah. but I like these new Star Wars movies. I think they're good. I don't know where you fall on them, but mm. I think they're good. Mm-hmm. Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you fall on them. Um, despite it being like two years, I still haven't made up my mind about The Last Jedi. Okay. Force Awakens, I enjoyed, but I enjoy it for the reason that... I enjoy it for the reason that the studio made it to be enjoyed, but at the same time, I understand why people would not like it, which is that it was essentially just... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about those idiots. I want to just talk about your opinion. Yeah, what I'm saying is... Because those same idiots that said that Force Awakens was too similar to previous movies mm-hmm. then got mad when Last Jedi was too different than previous movies. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't want to even try to begin to dissect the, the way that fans, air quote, react to these things because it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I am happy that we're getting good, high-quality things set in a Star Wars universe because I love Star Wars. So I'm happy about that. And they blow the fucking prequels out of the water. So I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but anyway... Not that that's like a marking, like, oh, they're better than prequels, so there's something, but I just enjoyed them myself anyway. Mm-hmm. But, so you feel... I enjoyed The Force Awakens. And then you're still making still up your on mind. the fence, like, do I really want them to diverge? I, I don't even know if diverging is the issue. I guess the problem is... Just narratively speaking, I feel like things were, you know, set up or whatever. Intrigue were placed in The Force Awakens, largely because, you know, it was a fucking remake of A New Hope in some regards. Mm -hmm. For them to kind of not even be... It's... On one hand, it's true. It's like, you know, it does subvert expectations. On the other hand, like... I don't know if you can call it subverting expectations like, oh, you know, it's a real. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if you could call it like a subverting expectations if like, you know, you set up a mystery and then you're just like, uh, no, never mind. It actually it was nothing. What mystery? Well, raised parentage is one thing, which, again, at the end of the day, doesn't make much of a difference. No, I don't think it does either. But. You think that they were setting up that mystery in Force Awakens, and then in The Last Jedi, for me, I think that they made a point to say it doesn't matter. That's mm-hmm. what I took from it. Yeah. Is that what you, what you also that's take what, from it? Yeah. But, well, actually, not that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and also, like, they don't matter. Like, the parents? doesn't matter, but honestly, they were nobodies. Like, don't even care about them. Which is, you know, fine. Um, and I liked that because I was like... Cool. It now makes this person who who is special for reasons other than my parents were special. Mm-hmm. And I like that message for a lot of reasons. I just like the message. And I think that's an aspire like a thing that's inspiring to young people. That's mm-hmm. like, hey, you don't have to be born from this to be this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important message. Yeah. And I like that message personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that some that was one of the things people were so mad about with the Last Jedi was that they. Yeah, I mean, honestly, why why wasn't she you know related to X Y or Z? 
yeah, I don't think she had to be. Like, in, in the same way, um, Luke, when you find out Luke's, Luke's father is Darth Vader, like, that was a really cool reveal, because people weren't expecting that. Yeah. In the same way, people, I think, in order to get away from that, people were going in expecting her to be like somebody. It's like, oh, no, she related to nobody. Which I understand that also working in that regard too. Like it's a good twist in the sense like people already expected a twist to be oh she's like related to somebody. Yeah. They say no she's not. Which yeah. which, which I I enjoy that twist too. I, I think it, that's another way of like trying to misdirect you. It's like hey like Force Awakens is very similar to New Hope. Last Jedi where you think we might be setting this up to be that she's related to someone. Mm-hmm. Oh no she's not. Yeah. I don't hate that either. I think I'm going to really enjoy Rise of Skywalker. The only thing that I think going into it so far that is not making me sad or mad or upset, because those are silly emotions to have, I think, but I'm going to be... I'm going to be disappointed if they decide in this movie to now make her parentage relatant. Relevant, uh, relative and relevant were like both in my head, and I don't know why I said relevant. It's not a word, um, but I think that they're gonna address her parentage again, unfortunately, and make it a relevant topic. Mm-hmm. And it won't ruin the movie for me if they do that. But I feel like, I feel like they're gonna do a lot of things in this movie to try and appease everyone. So I think there's gonna be a lot of stuff for a lot of people, but I still think there's gonna be a lot of twists in this movie that we're not expecting. Yeah, it's tough to say at this point because it's almost as if they did not go in there with like a full roadmap as to like what where people are going to start and where people are going to end. You mean going into this movie in particular or the whole thing? The whole thing. I think that they did have an overarching plan. I just think that unfortunately, because there was a lot of negativity around Last Jedi, that they're making changes. I don't know if they're going to like fully retcon stuff, but I think they're going to make I, some changes. I think. That maybe the, they were going to originally go in. I think the things like the the Snoke thing was like another thing where like it's weird for him to like with the with the original trilogy when we have like an emperor and Darth Vader we didn't actually get a backstory for at least the emperor. We just knew that he existed. He was just like a guy. Yeah. Um and then they filled in the gaps later. But and that's now, why I don't get why people are so mad about Snoke because it was the same fucking thing. I think the problem is now, at least before, like, that was the starting point, so to say. So, like, it was almost like you could take it at face value. Like, all right, this is just the way that things are. Yeah. Whereas now we have, we're having episodes six and seven. So, like, we know what the status quo was before, and now it's changed, and we have no idea why things are different. We don't know what happened between Luke basically defeating the Empire well, Luke and friends being the Empire, and then now the Empire still has remnants being apparently controlled by a very strong force user that none of us know about. I think that's basically where that's coming from. Yeah. It's just like... But see, that's the thing, is like, the universe is so... Like, the galaxy is so big, and like, to, to not sound like a fucking weirdo saying this stuff, but like, the galaxy is so big, like, I... I wouldn't be surprised if there are other powerful people, both good and bad, 
mm-hmm. out there in Star Wars universe. Like I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me that there could be someone as strong as, you know, Snoke, the Emperor, whoever, or mm-hmm. Luke or whoever out there, right, doing some other thing. Because I guarantee you, in the next suite of movies, it's gonna involve people that are very powerful in a different part of the galaxy. Mm. So it doesn't like. I, it's so weird to me, especially in like some of these people that are probably so mad about this stuff. I would imagine, you know, are some of the people that maybe they're reading some of the old canonical stuff. You know mm. what I mean? Like the books and other non movie media that was at one point canon, now it's not, blah, blah, blah. Mm. All of those books and stuff at some point touch on all of these other things that aren't in the fucking movies mm-hmm. and other powerful beings that exist. Mm-hmm. So. If one day they, like, if, let's say, they don't address him at all. I would be fine with that, too. As long as, at some point, some sort of material exists. Because there's so much stuff that they do have going on, where they have, like, rebels, they've got this. Yeah, and I'm sure they could, could, but, like, maybe it's just not an interesting thing. You're telling me the guy that has a giant fucking hologram, a big cracked-in face, and is fucking leading... Whatever he's like, not like before all this, he was just some guy like reading books. He's like, no, I mean, I'm sure there's like some story there, and they'll obviously make some story up to include him somewhere along the lines. But like me as a fan, I don't like, and maybe I'm just in the minority here, but like, I'm not like dying for Snoke backstory. I just I don't backstory. I don't need it. I feel like with the way the gears were in motion. It was an important cog, and yeah, but think about, but again, I I know you kind of just touched on this, but like, think back to the original trilogy, and Mm. it's like, you didn't get any backstory on the Emperor for the most part, but he was a powerful being that existed, Mm -hmm. but not knowing what happened or why he's there or all this, like, none of that impacted your appreciation of what's going on. I also think that again, like, it's three movies focused on a specific set of topics, and one of those topics isn't Snoke. He's just a cog in the bigger picture. In my like, that's how I figure him is like he's the, you know, evil mentor to Kylo, who is the true antagonist, at least he's announced so far. He wasn't in the last two movies. He wasn't in Force Awakens. I mean, in Force Awakens he was still a little bit of a puppet. Yeah, but I think that's again that's like part of the growth of the character and what they're trying to do with mm-hmm. this specific story is he is the villain, or I mean who knows what will happen in the third movie, but he is the the thing and removing Snoke is part of that character's growth. Yes, which is again there are decisions that they made that I understand that I think work, but I think they also come at a sacrifice to other parts of the story that I think shouldn't have been sacrificed or at the very least not not where they did and because of the weird sort of way where so i are you which is why i don't have a strong which is why i don't really have a firm grasp on how i feel about the movie now is because Because, they because snoke is dead or because they don't talk about him because of there were creative decisions made for the story that i understand how it works like i do appreciate the fact that now instead of kylo remaining subservient to snoke he changed things up and was like no now i'm the big bad now i'm now i'm the one like 
up until that point, it was almost as if they were teasing a redemption arc for him. It's like, nope, now I'm the guy in charge and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Or the whole Ray Parentage thing. Or the whole, actually, this one I don't have any real, uh, I actually don't like all the way around. The way Poe's character arc through that movie was basically fucking things up colossally for the entire resistance to the point that I'm like, why do you guys even have this guy around? That's another thing that I can't justify. That's one thing I really just don't like. I mean, I would argue that the resistance is kind of garbage in in this current time anyway. The resistance isn't doing a good job, but Poe start to finish, like, fuck things up for them across the board. Um, what was I getting at? Uh, the point is that there are decisions that were made in the movie that I appreciate on one level, but also dislike for what they did at the same time. So at the end, I'm like, are, is it a good or a bad movie? Because I feel like the things that maybe I didn't like are the things that you actually super really like. So it's like, mm. well, I don't think it's that I super really like it. It's just that, like, them not addressing a deeper stance on Snoke. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like that doesn't do it. Like, look, if it was there, it would have been fine. If it's not there, I'm I'm fine with like thinking, hey, this is a bad person that's in power. Plenty of bad people get into power Mm -hmm. throughout real history and throughout science fiction history. Like that's a that's not a a far fetched idea to me. So not knowing up front how or why or what Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, and at least with. The Snoke thing in particular, it's like him being dead, and this is assuming he's actually dead, doesn't necessarily mean that we're not going to get information in the next movie. So like that's yeah not, no, and that, and that can still happen exactly. So that's not like a huge deal breaker. Or the the other the other part of it is that like these movies are unique for the fact that, granted that the nine of them when they're all said and done have ties to each other and then some of the other stuff obviously has ties to it like you know rogue one whatever Mm -hmm. that stuff has ties to it as well but like each like this specific trilogy is like setting up to tell stories so that maybe there were specific reasons why they didn't address questions or concerns you have right now but will make sense when the third movie finishes but from an outside perspective and this is me again thinking out loud but also trying to make sense of both the story and things going on like actually creating is that almost as if they brought jj in to kind of make a soft reboot yeah kind of remake of star wars and he does it with his typical jj flair where he like sets up things yeah but because they didn't have like a full kind of plan or maybe they still do again we don't know and with him coming back it's tough to say one way or the other when they brought Ryan Johnson in, they gave him like, you know what, do what you want. You can do do with what you will. And he maybe creatively chose, hey, I want to get rid of this, 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 and this. And that doesn't like that's his prerogative to make. But am I wrong here? I know that Ryan Johnson wrote and directed Last Jedi, correct? I believe so. But I, I thought JJ was the executive producer for all three movies i don't know regardless even if jj wasn't which i'm pretty sure he consulted on the second movie Mm. uh the kathleen kennedy Mm. is like kind of the kevin feige of Mm. star wars and like oversees everything Mm. so i would imagine that there's like even 
there yeah. might be something. I'm, I would imagine that there is, at the very least, a mm-hmm. very broad, this is the strokes we're going here with. Yeah. We can fill it in and change things around inside this, but, like, this is the thing we're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and do. Um, Or maybe they didn't, and that's why... Maybe they didn't. And maybe that's why people have some issues. I don't know. Yeah. And now it's, it's tough to say, because if they're bringing J.J. back, either... I think they're either they, either they had an overarching plan that doesn't matter, or like, it's set in stone, or they brought him back to kind of like, hey, listen, just do what you can and bring back what you were talking about before. If they wanted him to do that, I don't know if I, they'd be doing it one way or the other. I think the reason why JJ is back, besides the fact that I'm assuming he probably wants to do it, because he's also at the point of his career where. I can't imagine he'd do something he didn't want to actually do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. I mean, I would imagine he doesn't need to do anything. He probably has a decent amount of money. He has his own production studio. Is like I would imagine he's pretty in a pretty good spot. Yeah, he probably. Is. So he's probably only choosing the two things that he wants to do. But I would imagine. I don't know the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. But I think Force Awakens, a box office wide, did better than Last Jedi. Is this not correct? I don't know. Or maybe if Last Jedi did better, it didn't do. Force Awakens did very well, according to what they were hoping to do. And Last Jedi, even if it did do better than Force Awakens, it didn't hit what they were hoping it would hit. Mm-hmm. So they might just be simply looking at it as like, you know what? J.J. did something special with the fir- first one that resonated with more people. It had less complaints. Let's bring him back in to kind of close this out on a smoother note. Mm-hmm. Um, But, I mean, they're also tapping Feige to do his own trilogy. So, I mean... Maybe maybe the, with this specific set of, set of movies, there was not a lot of. I mean, Feige is the executive producer on every MCU film, correct? Uh, yeah, I could have sworn. So maybe that Star Wars trilogy right now is lacking that, and that's why they're bringing him in to do another trilogy because he's good at managing grand scope. Maybe. Maybe I have no fucking idea. I have no fucking idea, Mr. McGill. But regardless, I'm excited. I think it's going to be fantastic, and I think a lot of people. Yeah, be fine. I think a lot of people's minds are going to change about the Last Jedi when this movie comes out. I think that is destined to happen. And regardless, if you don't like Last Jedi, cool. I love it, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You can hate it. I can live it. We can live. The last thing that There's I want. More? Well, we ran long on that. I, you were fucking getting a little heated. I kind of liked it. You're getting into it a little bit. The last thing I want to touch on is there's a lot of shit going on with Blizzard, and I don't want to talk about really any of it except for one specific thing. Have you seen the free? Uh, well, free Hong Kong, hundred percent. But I don't want to talk about all that stuff. I want to specifically talk about a leak that just came out leading up to BlizzCon, which is next week. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the leaks? I've seen a few. Have you seen the stuff about Overwatch Two? Yes. Did you read into detail about what the leak purports? Um, I watched some videos. So there's there's a guy on Twitter that goes by Metro mm-hmm. that was correct about some previous leaks. I believe he was correct about Ash like two weeks before she got yeah. released or whatever. Oh, so he, he has is... some he has some a track record of being correct about things. Mm-hmm. So of all the things that he is talking about, like Diablo 4, Diablo 2 Remaster, blah, 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 all this stuff, the one that's interesting to me is he's saying very, very, like, 
sticking his fucking flag on the ground saying this is true. Mm-hmm. Overwatch 2 is going to get revealed next weekend at BlizzCon right. and released next year. Mm-hmm. So to kind of, I have his tweets pulled up right here just so I can kind of read them off real quick. So basically, he says, the cinematic, so it's basically going to be a cinematic about Overwatch 2, but I don't think it's going to show anything else other than like a cinematic. And the cinematic will feature a lot of heroes, main ones being May, Tracer, and Winston, with young Genji appearing. Overwatch logo will appear, then the 2 is going to be added at the very end. Crowd goes wild, Jeff gets on, I mean, crowd goes wild, that's a, whatever. But Jeff gets on stage, don't actually know about when Jeff will show up. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Overwatch 2 is going to have a leveling system that is going to affect how you can play your hero. Did you read all this stuff or no? Have you seen all this? The, yeah, the video when I watched went okay. over pretty much all that. So for, for the listeners, I'll kind of run through it real quick so then we can talk about it. So then he also goes on to say, for the people saying that no, it's just about fake people. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. So the leveling system is going to change certain abilities of the heroes in the game. I do not know if this feature is PvE or, or also in PvP. For example, there will be an upgrade change to Tracer's Pulse Bomb that makes it so if you stick an opponent, all units close to that target that got stuck will also be stuck with Pulse Bomb. Mm, I think that... But then he tweeted out again the day after and said, I will double down on this. The game will be called Overwatch 2, and it will not be an expansion to Overwatch. And he might go on to say... How it affects Owl. Yeah. Does he say that? Um, he, I don't, see I, I don't know if he said it there or if he just said it on his stream. He said, then he then goes on to say that um, that there's no um, plans of progression from Overwatch 1's so like skins and stuff like that mm-hmm. to carry over to Overwatch 2. And then that's all he tweets out about it. I don't know if he then, again, said other things. He said some things on stream. On a stream. But this is a crazy thing to me well th- did he say stuff about owl do you want to comment on that or um i think he was suggesting that it could go one of two ways for owl one is um shit i think one one of the options was like they stop overwatch one entirely and just switch to overwatch two mm. and i forget what the other option was the other one was a little bit less drastic in terms of how they represented in the league but so I forget exactly how they had how was phrased so this is something we've talked about in the past the concept of a sequel to Overwatch Mm -hmm. or what the future of Overwatch looks like and I don't know where I fall on this anymore because it's much later in the game Mm -hmm. how long has Overwatch been out for now four years Um, or it's in the fourth year currently Next May should be the fourth anniversary event. Okay, so we're currently three and change. Mm. So like three in a few months. Three in like five months or something. So, you know, if we talked about this last year, I would say Overwatch 2 is is nowhere in sight. Right now, if this guy's leak is true and it's, it's going to get shown off in November and then it's going to come out next year, I mean... Five and a half years, I could I could see it. I can I can feel more receptive to that being a thing. Mm. If it goes that way, I think that if they really did release a full sequel, they would have to pivot 
Owl to only be Overwatch 2. They'd split the audience, and I don't know what... That would only hurt them. Mm. I don't think they have... I don't think their fan base is there to have a league the way they're currently doing it for one and two and for it to be profitable Mm -hmm. because you especially if these leveling elements become part of the game that would make Overwatch 2 such a great departure from what Overwatch is that it would be two different audiences. Mm. Like that whole leveling thing, I have some thoughts on it. What do you like does that sound like something you want to play? Uh, I mean it makes the game more like a MOBA. Yeah. And not a hero shooter, which again is fine, but also Battleborn. Oh yeah, that was a game. Battleborn is a MOBA. And there's things like again, MOBAs not first person ones, but MOBAs are League of Legends, Dota. Those are very popular, very successful games. There is an audience for that. But is the same Overwatch audience you have now, both players and spectators, the same people that are gonna want to watch an Overwatch FPS MOBA? I don't know. For you personally, how does that? How like would you? Is that a, sound like a game you'd want to play? I would have to see the cinematic. <laughs> so if I had Winston still poking on a mic saying, "Hi there, you're down, you're down um, the clown," I'd, I'd look at it, but that's what I would do. Yeah, just nod, oh, nod uh, with the shrug. Yeah, nod with the shrug. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what do you think is happening? Oh, I think the other thing he said was, or at least it was implied from the cinematic, that it will probably be more lore-based, and it might set up, you know, either the Yomnik War or something like that. Okay. So, do you think we're on the verge of an Overwatch 2 announcement and actually coming out next year? Yeah, I mean, announcement, sure. I would, yeah, I imagine if they're going to announce it, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like, a, yeah, coming out 2021. That'd be fucking crazy town. Oh, you don't think it would be a next year release? What, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You, you, okay, never mind. I, I'm ahead of myself. I got, I was like, wait, what? I'm, I'm already in 2020. Uh, so you think that it, if they do it, it's going to be a next year game? Mm-hmm. And I, again, I don't think that it's impossible for them to be able to make this game and have it ready to be out next year. Especially because I would imagine much of what they'd be doing with it is something they've already built with Overwatch mm-hmm. 1. Um, Might lose some characters in the... My guess is that... So th- this is kind of where I stand. Is We're also not going to get a hero reveal at, at BlizzCon. According to this person? or mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, if... If they're pivoting to Overwatch two, then the hero, the hero roster is is done here. Like it's this is where it ends. I would imagine. I don't know why they would add more content to this game. Um, it, it's a weird space because, again, no no other esport has something like the Overwatch League. It's a very unique thing. 
that has been years of trying to build a specific type of infrastructure that currently no other esport has, which is home teams, you know, kind of trying to mimic what a traditional sport spectator goes through and and all this type of stuff. I I get very nervous with the announcement of a sequel because in my mind I always thought Overwatch is something that they balance and tweak constantly to change the meta, to keep people interested, all this stuff. They add new heroes when they feel like it, new maps to keep the game fresh. You know, for the regular people, they add events and skins and all this stuff over the year to kind of just keep people interested in the game. My guess is that if they're really looking to pivot to a sequel, the either A, aren't making money off of Overwatch anymore and the cost of upkeeping Overwatch and making tweaks and all this stuff isn't being met by people buying loot boxes or whatever. Or B, or it could be and B, they don't like the current state of Overwatch and they've dug them into a place where they can't make changes to fix it. So the best way to fix it would be to make a sequel that would result in a fresh slate of game sales, you know, all this marketing hype over a new game, the transition from one to two and making a big deal about it. I mean, if they're really going to go this route, my guess would be Overwatch 2 is not going to come out until late next year. And maybe they officially reveal it in like a bigger capacity at the grand finals of next year's Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess of what they would have to do because they would really need to condition the Overwatch League fans to now be like, all right, cool. Next season, we can't wait for Overwatch 2. Like, this is the things that's going to change and all this stuff. They would have to, like, really try to hammer that in. Or maybe throughout the playoffs is when they start talking about Overwatch 2 and showing things and seeing how it's different and leading people down that road. Because it's really important that they keep the audience they have now and bring them to yeah. Overwatch 2. Because if they put out the sequel and it's not, and the transition doesn't get handled properly, they're going to fucking destroy the Overwatch League. And I don't know what that would mean. Like, I don't know how that would roll out because I don't know, like, I don't know the specifics of, like, the people that own the Overwatch League teams. Like, I don't know if they're tied into, like, an X amount of year contract where they have to own the team or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Plus, going into this next season with homestands, you have people invest in, not necessarily in, like, building things, but investing in, like, hey... We're going to use these spaces to play these games and have whatever, home home fair, you know, fanfare at home. All that stuff is like, it takes investment and in, in money on both ends of probably the team owners as well as the Overwatch League to be like, all right, we're going to spend all this money to fucking outfit this arena or this theater for these events for this weekend and all this stuff. And if they're going to do all that and make all these big changes to the league next year just to then fuck it up with a sequel real bad for fucking blizzard that's not good what would you most want to see from an overwatch sequel um 
all my skins. Besides that, since according to to this guy, it's not happening. It's not happening. Well, I think he clarified on the stream that the way he the from what information he has now, they won't transition, but they may change their mind, and he's hoping that they change their mind. And like by the time they announce it at BlizzCon, they would have changed it. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I I want some lore. Mike Mike likes his lore. So you want that in the way of like a single player campaign? That'd be cool. I I don't know how MOBAs work, so like I don't know how they would how it would go in otherwise. Well, I mean, th- again, this guy isn't doesn't have to be correct. He doesn't have to be. No. So if it's not a MOBA, what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be like Overwatch? Mm. With maybe just like half the roster and half new people? Mm, no. Because I feel like I'm gonna lose a character I want and get someone stupid. Like, like they're gonna get rid of a uh, Torbjorn and give me a Chef Boy RD. And I'm like, what am I gonna do with that? What are you gonna? You don't even use Torbjorn. I know, but I like just like having him there. My guess is that he's my comfort suite. Like I alluded to before, my guess is if they do a sequel, unless they make major gameplay changes, which I guess the whole leveling up element could be that, they would probably remove characters that have become problems for the ranked meta. Mm-hmm. Where they're constantly tweaking things around to try to fix it. Mm. I don't know who that would be at this point because I feel like Sigma is a problem. Yeah, they just got here. Leave them alone. I know, but I I feel like Four man I shoes. feel like that that the whole like shield meta that's going on right now is a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that means dropping someone with a shield. I don't. I don't know who the other problems are because the meta changed. Are there are there other characters that were prominently issues mm. towards the end of the Overwatch League this year? I mean, I don't know if they were issues so much as like, hey, you know, we need with the two two two, they need characters like May and Reaper for sustain and Reaper for doing big damage and mm-hmm. shit like that. I don't know if there were problems so much as, you know, that's just what everyone was using. Yeah. I think if they went the full MOBA route, it, it's going to... They'll probably gain a new audience, but I think they'll also lose some of their current audience. Mm-hmm. But it might. it doesn't necessarily have to be full-blown MOBA. It could... I mean, I guess it will still kind of constitute as a MOBA with this leveling thing. Do you understand, like, the MOBA thing? Like, that that aspect? So it would basically be like, you, during the match, by completing objectives or killing enemies or whatever, however they use it, you would gain experience that's just in that match. And throughout the course of the match, when you level up, you can then use it, that those skill points to apply them mm-hmm. to either a skill tree or an upgrade system in the match. So if you're doing well in the match, over time, your character will become more powerful. Like an RPG. But when the match is over and you play the next match, you start from yeah. zero again. We, we play that one game to get skins. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm. There it yeah, is. yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you retain from that. Because I played it... I actually I actually did enjoy playing that game. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't know if I necessarily want that experience for or with Overwatch. 
but I could see them maybe removing the the way ultimates work and making it so that like you know maybe the leveling thing is not necessarily MOBA like but more if you get your ultimate you can hold on to it and then if you accrue like a second alt charge then the alt is more powerful mm-hmm. um which that would be kind of like a thing that some fighting games implement uh like certain street fighters you build a meter and you know you can get your level one special meter and do your special but if you save build it up two more times and save it for a level three you can either a do a level three of that base special or do like a different special so i could see that being really interesting where it's like oh shit like all right i got i got pulse bomb but let's hold on to it for now and and get like fucking super pulse bomb that sticks to a bunch of people you know what i mean and i can see that being really cool and interesting in a way to bring in some new mechanics to the game without completely changing the basics of the game that actually wouldn't be a terrible thing because then it would add more depth to getting an alt Mm -hmm. because then you could be like all right maybe zarya's thing you know level one alt is here's the fucking uh, the tobelsteins is that what it's called yeah i'm going for the tobelstein it's graviton surge but yeah graviton surge uh does she actually say tobelstein or we're just saying nonsense we're saying nonsense she's saying something in in russian Russian. okay Uh, russian so, you know, maybe the base one is what Graviton Surge is now, but, you know, maybe level two of it is it's a larger reach. So, like, you pop it out and it like, pulls people from a larger radius or something. And stuff like that can be very, like, you know, if you're on a payload map and you hold on to Graviton Surge to have a level three and you just keep it in your fucking back pocket. So that way, when you get towards the fucking end of the line here and you just need to get them off the payload, it's like... Boom, I'm going to throw this way over here. No one can eat it. No one can block it. And it's going to pull everyone off the payload. Mm-hmm. I can see stuff like that building like a... Making the meta deeper. Because not only would you be worried about people having an alt, you'd be worried about what level the alt they have. Mm-hmm. I can see that being really interesting. And I can see that building some hype moments in the Overwatch League. What is that movie? Where... Like, maybe, you know, maybe Sombra still has the ability, maybe other characters, too, to, like, see if they have ult charge. Doesn't tell you if they have fucking level one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fuck, I don't know. Like, what do we do? Like, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, it could build a lot more suspenseful moments, some hype moments. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Regardless, I, I'm now very excited to see if this actually comes out of BlizzCon next week. I still don't... I know this guy has a track record of... You know, being correct about things, mm-hmm. I still don't know if if I like the, the same thing with anything. I'm not gonna just like blindly be like, yeah, this is happening until it gets announced. Because well, you know, what's the, what's the point of getting getting hyped up or, or sad or mad about it? Either way, until it happens, ladies and gentlemen. This has been episode one sixty six of the Pass Control Podcast. As always, you can find all of our content at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you're a friend of the show, if you're a fan of the show, if you want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that 
is to leave us a review on iTunes, listen to the show, subscribe to the show, and share us on social media. Those things cost you nothing and do so much for us. If you do have a few bucks to kick around and you want to help support us, you can subscribe to the Twitch channel, or if you have Amazon Prime, throw us that free Prime sub. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash pass the controller, or get something from our shop at passthecontroller.threadless.com or passthecontroller.io slash shop. We did just release the rest of the Playmore series. The Playmore Series 1 shirts are up now. You can get Playmore Indies, you can get Playmore JRPGs, you can get Playmore fighting games, or Playmore board games. All those available for you to rock around and show your love for us and show your love for those genres of gaming. I don't know, Mike. It's been a, it's been a long week. Mm-hmm. About to go get some cookies. Right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap things up here? Not really. As always, you can find me at B Groom and this guy at underscore Mike Path. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Past Control Podcast, episode 166.